This episode of the unofficial QuickBooks Accountants Podcast is sponsored by LiveFlow. Did you hear the news? LiveFlow just launched a new consolidation product. LiveFlow power user Beth Melcher of MoneyFit said that LiveFlow's consolidation is saving her team 15 to 20 minutes per client every week and eliminates the use of formulas. LiveFlow's automated multi-entity consolidation is simple to use. You can easily map multiple unmatching charts of accounts from multiple QuickBooks Online companies into one standardized report. And once it's set up, LiveFlow works its magic, updating the consolidations automatically in real time. So you can focus on analysis using instantly updated data across entities. LiveFlow can even consolidate financials that are in different currencies. And the possibilities don't stop there. LiveFlow empowers you with flexible, powerful reporting tools to create customized dashboards that meet your specific needs, build executive presentations, cash flow forecasts, and more with just a few clicks. To stop grueling over manual consolidation reports and to get 25% off your first three months, be one of the first 10 listeners to head over to uq.promo forward slash LiveFlow. That is uqb.promo forward slash L-I-V-E-F-L-O-W. Welcome to the unofficial QuickBooks Accountants Podcast. I am joined by my good friend, Alicia Katz-Pollock, the original, the one and only QBO Rockstar, CEO and founder of Royal Y Solutions. And I have the privilege of collaborating with Hector Garcia, CPA, the founder of Right Tool for QuickBooks. In this episode of the unofficial QuickBooks Accountants Podcast, we're going to talk about what's new on QuickBooks Desktop 2024, released in October 2023. Hi, Alicia. Hey, Hector. It's Desktop Day. Finally, we get a new version of QuickBooks Desktop. Every year, there's a new version of QuickBooks Desktop. It's like sort of mini Christmas in October. Uh, however, this was a particular year that a lot of people were nervous because all this talk about QuickBooks Online and all this talk about AI and automation and all this talk about um, just sort of removing ways of that users can buy QuickBooks Desktop made people nervous. You know, was, was QuickBooks Desktop 2024 actually going to be released? And the fact that it was released is a pretty big deal. And Alicia, didn't you write a quick a, a, a book on QuickBooks Desktop? Yeah, I have a QuickBooks Desktop step-by-step book called Hands-On Training that's available on Amazon that it's it literally takes you through all the features in a hands-on training way. And then I have a companion course on my website also called QuickBooks Desktop Hands-On Training that uses the same book. And then it also gives you the videos and it gives you homework and actual sample files that you can try out to actually try the techniques. So as far as you and I are concerned, QuickBooks Desktop is still a thing. It's definitely still a thing. You know, QuickBooks Desktop, I think, has another decade of life in it because it does have features that are just not in QBO. And until they're completely parable, there's still a definite need for it. Especially when it comes to inventory. Yeah, I did find it interesting that all of the enhancements were things that really fine-tuned the existing things. Like there weren't any major new features that totally like, you know, I didn't have to rewrite the book <laughs> the way I did do with the QBO book all the time. Um, but 
there were definite refinements and some cool features. So I'm going to actually hand it over to you and let you take the lead on this one. So Hector, what new features are you excited about in okay. Desktop 24? Exactly. The big feature, the biggest feature that's across all versions, QuickBooks Desktop Pro, Premiere, Enterprise, is called the new search lookup feature. It's called search lookup across QuickBooks Desktop lists. And essentially, it's imagine a search that is sort of a fuzzy search that searches across the entire database. So like right now in QuickBooks Desktop, the, the find feature is, is super powerful but you have to tell it specifically what type of transaction you're searching for and which field you're searching for. So I'm searching inside of a customer job or I'm searching inside of a particular dollar transaction or a particular dollar range or date range. With the new desktop feature, you can search whatever you want and it'll search through customer lists, through addresses, through memos in transactions, through multiple types of transactions, payroll items. I mean, it's just really neat. It just kind of does a, a search across across the board. And sometimes we kind of need to just do fussy searches like that. I mean, to me, it almost seems like that is porting over a feature from QuickBooks Online to desktop, because I know with QuickBooks Online, you just go up to the magnifying glass and you can search literally everything from the magnifying glass. And whenever I go back over to desktop, first I have to search in the left-hand corner, and then that opens up a search window, and then I have to refine my search. So it takes me like three searches just to get the transaction I was just working in. So I think this is a great enhancement. Exactly. I think one of the exceptions here would be that in, in QuickBooks Online, for example, you can search that, you can do that search, but you can't, it won't search across multiple locations or classes. So like if, if whatever search you put, it's one of your classes or one of your locations, it won't search that. QBO won't do that. This feature in desktop will search inside a class list, inside any list you can think of. So it's just a little bit more nuanced. I, I think it, the desktop was actually more powerful. Uh, you know, QBO could easily build something as powerful as this, but the desktop one, it's more powerful for sure. So as I use it more and more, I'll report on maybe any uh, issues with it. I haven't found any issues with that particular search yet. Awesome. I have found issues on the other features, but uh, but not, <laughs> not but, but not on this one. Yeah. All right. Excellent. Well, what other features caught your eye? Okay. And essentially, that's it. There, there's some there's some uh, security enhancements across the board with higher encryption, specifically with customer information, credit card information, and that sort of thing. But that's pretty much uh, transparent to the user. Like you really can't you know, feel what that means. And for Pro uh, Plus and Premiere, nothing else has been advertised yet. So if we find something new, we'll definitely do an episode on that stuff. The other big three features that came out is for enterprise only, okay, enterprise only. And it's actually uh, separated into two groups. I would say the enterprise core. So it works with enterprise uh, silver, gold, platinum, diamond, all versions of enterprise. And then one that only works in enterprise platinum or diamond because it has to do with advanced inventory. Okay. So let's start with prepayments on sales orders. This is really, really, really big uh, because... For a very long time, one of the biggest challenges that we've had in QuickBooks Desktop is we use a lot of sales orders, and then we receive a payment for a customer, and these two things were never linked with each other. When we receive a payment, sometimes we would use 
like a customer deposit method. We had another episode where we talked about revenue recognition and we discussed this this concept where we receive the payment, put in a liability, and then transfer from liability to accounts receivable. When we create the sales order uh, to an invoice, when we convert that, we deliver the product, we match those two things together. It was just a lot of a lot of moving parts and very much error prone. So what they've done in QuickBooks Enterprise 2024 is when you go receive a payment now, you can actually receive a payment quote, and I'm doing air quotes here, against a sales order, okay? The payment still reduces your accounts receivable, okay? It's, it's still a reduction to accounts receivable, like a normal payment would do. But when you actually apply that, quote-unquote, apply that payment to a sales order instead of applying it to an invoice, QuickBooks knows not to reduce your accounts receivable like a normal payment is, and instead increase your liabilities. And this is all sort of happening behind the scenes. And it's only if you actually apply, put a little checkbox on that payment to a sales order. If you don't put a uh, checkbox to the sales order, then it just reduces your accounts receivable without applying to any invoice. So that's significantly different to how we were you doing things before. And that's important because sales orders are non-posting. So you wind up having a financial activity against a non-posting transaction. So this is, this is actually a, a kind of a saving grace here. No, it's, it's great. So then when you actually, so, so all this money is sitting on your liability account, it's matched to the sales order. So when you take that sales order and you convert it to an invoice, it because it's linked, it sort of immediately triggers the user and goes, hey, you got a prepayment on this invoice, which is matched to the sales order. Would you like to now sort of transfer that payment from the sales order to that, that invoice? And then when you hit yes on that, it creates the journal entry for you behind the scenes. It moves it from liability to accounts receivable. And then it takes that, uh, that accounts receivable and applies it to the invoice and the invoice shows paid if it's fully paid or, or shows the partial payment uh, next to it. Now, the really cool thing about it is that when you look at the sales order, let's just going back before you create an invoice, it shows. It's not terribly obvious. Like, I wish it was more obvious. Like, if you can actually print something that says sales order prepaid or something like that. Not super obvious, but there's in the screen itself, you could see that there's a payment uh, associated with it. Uh, nice. Now, there isn't an accompanying report, which is one of the things that kind of drives me crazy. It's like, oh, I want to I strangle someone. There's no accompanying report that shows me like all my open sales orders and the payments and, and what payments are and after they apply, what payments are being applied to what invoices. I don't get a real report kind of showing me the entire spectrum of this, uh, but that's probably going to be coming in future editions. So in R1, you, you, can, you can see your open sales order reports and you can see once you open the sales order, you can see if there's a payment, but there isn't a, a, a sort of a high level look where you see all the payments and all the sales orders they belong to. This episode of the unofficial QuickBooks Accountants podcast is sponsored by timesheets.com. You already know what timesheets.com does, but today I'd like to talk about what timesheets.com doesn't do because sometimes that's just as important. For instance, timesheets.com doesn't charge a base fee and only costs $5.50 per user, certainly not $8 or more. Also, timesheets.com will never market to your clients because they respect that private relationship. And timesheets.com doesn't answer your support calls with an automated phone system. 
nor will they transfer you from person to person while you're pulling out your hair trying to close payroll on time. Those are just a few important things that Timesheets.com doesn't do. And right now, they are offering the unofficial QuickBooks Accountants podcast listeners two full years commission for each new client you refer, or two free months of service, your choice. Head over to uqb.promo slash timesheets. That is uqb.promo forward slash T-I-M-E-S-H-E-E-T-S. So the next one is inventory category enhancements. So in 2023 Enterprise, they included this new feature called inventory category. And the purpose of it is so users can stop using item and sub items as part of their uh, inventory structure to organize and group their products. So like historically, prior to inventory categories, if you had, let's say, you know, you, you sell clothing and then you wanted to know all your sales or all your profits for only shirts or only pants or only socks, you would have to create a parent item name and then a bunch of sub items for each of the product. It was the only way to really group them and categorize them. So in 2023, they added this feature, but it didn't have a lot of sort of batch editing functionality, which they added in 2024. So this is kind of like the product and service categories in QBO that have now shown up in desktop? Yes, but <laughs> but it's not linked in a way that if you go from QuickBooks desktop to QuickBooks online, they won't the category work. ports over. I say it doesn't like it's just a two different. So they have the same they have the same name per se, but they're not organized in the same way. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So so what they did in 2024 is now you can go into the category screen and you can select a whole bunch of products in one shot and in batch go categorize and you categorize them all in one oh, shot nice you can now there's a new sort of copy and paste uh functionality inside the add edit uh item list uh, uh screen so when you go to add edit multiple list entries you you pick your item and if you happen to have these items and these categories in a in a spreadsheet separately you can go come and copy and paste those items uh straight in there whether you're creating new items with categories or adding categories to um, to existing items, and they've also added. And um, I saw it on the on the on the beta, on the beta release candidate, but I didn't see it on R one that just came out. So I wonder if that's going to be like coming in R two and R three, uh, you know, in the next couple couple months. But the ability to use these categories in advanced pricing, which is huge, if you use QuickBooks Enterprise <laughs> with advanced pricing where you tell the system, hey, if this particular product and this particular customer and this particular class is put together, issue this discount or issue this particular fixed price. The problem is you always had to specify the particular item in the rules list for advanced pricing rules. Whereas now you can be creating products dynamically and as long as they're part of that category, uh, now the rules will apply. So this, this was a huge problem with large um, item lists and advanced pricing rules where every time you create a new product, you got to go back into your advanced pricing rule and specifically add that product because we didn't have a sort of a catch-all category to use. Oh, so that's I, really big. Yeah. I mean, pricing rules aren't used by a whole lot of clients, but they're really robust in QBO. So it's nice to be able to, that you can now run price changes on entire categories with just a couple clicks. And the last one is technically not a new feature. It's sort of uh it was a missing part of an existing feature. 
This is uh, an, an inventory lot number reports. So if you were using QuickBooks Enterprise, Platinum or Diamond with advanced inventory and lot numbers, prior there was no way of knowing how many items you had on each lot. So now there's a new report. Uh, it's the inventory stock status by lot. And basically it gives you all your items. So imagine just all your items and then under each item, sort of a sub uh, line for each lot and then the quantity you have uh, next to it. So now you can you, you can see what do you have across all your lots. Only thing that's missing for me, in my opinion, it's evaluation. Like it would be, it would be nice to know, uh, you know, how much, what's the total value of the lot uh, of the product. The only thing, and probably the reason why they didn't do it is because uh, QuickBooks doesn't have individual lot valuation. So if you buy a bunch of products for one lot for one price, and then a bunch of products for another lot for another price, QuickBooks will not keep track of each cost per lot. So it, it could be it could be misleading to the user when you have a, a valuation per lot because it may make people think that there is such a thing, but QuickBooks doesn't have that. QuickBooks will either do average costs or FIFO based on just the chronological timing of, of, of every time you bring the inventory in and you sell it. And there could essentially be some lots with different prices that get applied, you know, when the when the product gets sold. So cost of goods sold could post to different dollar amounts across different lots, but it's not by lot. It's just chronological. So that's not really solved yet. So that's not really, well, I, I don't think they're going to ever solve, or I'll take that back. For 2024, they probably will not solve the issue of using average cost and FIFO only, you know, like where there will be some sort of like per lot valuation method. I don't think they'll fix that, but they will probably expand to the report at some point the valuation amount to the lot number report that that I have I have much more hope that that could happen versus fixing more of a like underlying database. Yeah, I mean, at least uh, have mechanical. A, at least have a column for the cost, the purchase cost. Yeah, yeah, the purchase cost, the total valuation. So we know mm -hmm. just so we could quickly tell, hey, on this lot I have this much, and that lot I have this much, without necessarily having to imply that there's lot based valuation. Gotcha. And that's it. Those are the those are the big things in QuickBooks desktop. 2024, I tested them on the beta version. Everything that I mentioned to you is what I see that's working, not working. I sp spoke into the product manager about uh, all my observations and they put them in the wish list. They put them in the roadmap. That means maybe they'll get to them, maybe they won't. <laughs> um, and then maybe if they slipstream some new features or I discover new stuff, maybe we can dedicate a whole episode to that. But that's, that's QuickBooks Desktop 2024. All right. Well, for you QuickBooks desktop users, some of these are going to be very, very welcome, especially that's the new search. I'm really <laughs> happy that we're not going to have to do three-step searches for lots of things. Now, Alicia, I'll pick your brain about something. You use QuickBooks desktop Mac edition, right? Have you used it at some point? I'm, uh, the Mac version is kind of like the sorry third sister of all of the QBO <laughs> versions. Um, we are an Apple house. We do Apple training. But if I have a customer come to me with QuickBooks for Mac, if they don't have a really good reason why they need it, then I almost always send them over to QBO. All right. So the reason why I mentioned that is because as of the date we're recording this video, uh, we know I know for sure because I've tested QuickBooks desktop 2024 Windows editions, but I have not tested a Mac edition. So I actually don't know uh, if a Mac will come out. Now, it's possible that because of the timing on how we record this and this was, this will publish, 
the Mac edition will be announced immediately with the Windows edition if one comes out. And if one does and there's new features, maybe we can dedicate a whole episode to talking about just those. Because believe it or not, the Mac even being the you know stepsister or whatever you want to call it, it does have some really cool things, including you know a much better search. Like this new search thing that QuickBooks Desktop for Windows has, QuickBooks Mac has had some version and semblance of this uh, prior. I, I don't know why in the Mac, yes, but not in the Windows. But it's something to think about. Quick, quick, QuickBooks for Mac sometimes has really cool things that the Windows doesn't. Yeah, it, I mean, it has a whole different um, layout, a whole different navigation. It really does the accounting differently than the other versions do. But, you know, honestly, I was just trying to do that as needs assessment with one of my clients who was wondering if we should go to QuickBooks for Mac or QBO. And I literally couldn't find QuickBooks for Mac anywhere on the website. It, like it literally just was not there. And so we went over to QBO because it yeah. wasn't worth a call in to, to sales to find it. Exactly. No, yeah, true. And there's no mechanism to go from QuickBooks online to QuickBooks for Mac, which is a challenge because mm -hmm. some people sometimes want to you know, go from online to Mac for whatever reason. No mechanism for that. You can go online to desktop and even and so. Then, and you can go from desktop to Mac. So you, I have done multiple level ports and in, even including Quicken in one of them. But, you know, it's one of those like, well, why bother? There's so many yeah, you can better go from, you can go from You can go from online to desktop windows, from desktop windows to Mac. But in all these transfers, you lose stuff. So from mm -hmm. online to windows, you lose something. From windows to Mac, you lose something. So you have to be prepared to lose links and connections and reconciliations. I'm sure you're going to lose a lot of stuff along the way. But yeah. I, I can't unrecommend QuickBooks Mac yet. If if they in fact do not come out with a 2024 edition, then obviously I'll stop recommending it. But because something unsupported is something that I wouldn't practically recommend. But if something does come out, we'll do a whole episode on that. We'll have fun with that. Yeah, and like I said, you know, I'm a I'm an Apple and Mac fanatic. But with QuickBooks for Mac, the only clients that I really recommend for it are the ones who do not have consistent internet connectivity and need to be able to do their work without being online. And exactly. other than that. I there's I have not found any remaining compelling QuickBooks for Mac features that aren't in QBO. This episode of the unofficial QuickBooks Accountants Podcast is sponsored by OnPay. OnPay, with 30-plus years of payroll expertise, is your ideal payroll partner. With OnPay, you can run your client's payroll, delegate it to your team, or empower your clients to manage it themselves. In any case, OnPay handles all the tax payments and filings, even at the local level, at no extra cost. OnPay seamlessly integrates with QuickBooks Online and QuickBooks Desktop, offering you a payroll solution that fits your entire client base. Partnering with OnPay means you'll have access to dedicated partner support, account managers, and a direct support phone line. Their team of in-house payroll experts will do all the heavy lifting from setting up your dashboard to adding your clients and their employees. They'll even enter any prior wages to make it easy to switch. Now, here's the exciting part. OnPay is offering an exclusive deal for accountants and bookkeepers. Enroll new clients by October 31st, 2023 to enjoy fee-free services until January 31st, 2024. That's potentially up to four months of free payroll services. To seize this incredible offer and to get up to four months of free payroll, 
head over to uqb.promo slash onpay. That's uqb.promo forward slash O-N-P-A-Y. All right, so that's it for QuickBooks Desktop 2024 new features on the very first release, release one. Alicia, what's going on in your world? Well, as we're talking about QuickBooks Desktop, I kind of under the radar released a QuickBooks Desktop training book and course on my website that stems from Doug Sleater's old original book that's had many authors along the way, but it's you know kind of the book that many bookkeepers cut their teeth on back in the day. And I took it back in 2020, 2021 and modernized it and added things like credit cards and updated it to match the interface. And now that QuickBooks, I'm sorry, now that Intuit Education doesn't have their QuickBooks desktop training program for schools anymore, my publisher has turned it over to Royalize for publication. So we revamped the book yet again, made a companion course with me demonstrating all of the techniques. And it's got practice files and sample files. And I even give CPE credit for taking the course on my website. So I'm super excited about it. It's called QuickBooks Desktop Hands-On Training. You can find it on amazon.com. It's got a big picture of me on the front of it. Thanks to my marketing team. I'm not happy about it, but they thought it was a good idea. And um, if you go to royalwise.com, you can search for that course as well. QuickBooks Desktop Hands-On Training. All right. How about you, Hector? What do you have going on? Well, as you know, I have a QuickBooks consulting firm, and uh, we are big uh, desktop consultants. And uh, we recently, uh, early October, we increased the training rate for enterprise clients versus QBO clients significantly. So we kind of had a policy before that, hey, training is training. If it's QBO or desktop, doesn't really matter. We have both skill sets, but we've done a sort of a backward study of all the clients that we've had in the last couple of years. And uh, the ones that have the cli- the highest close rate, that means the least amount of people that say no, <laughs> usually because of our prices, are the QuickBooks Enterprise customers asking for inventory questions. And that being said, that means that we haven't properly discriminated the fact that there might be a lot more competition with QuickBooks online training versus QuickBooks enterprise inventory training. So we have a significantly increased, we're talking about like maybe 40% more, our QuickBooks desktop training rates. And the last couple of customers that have called them, these brand new people, of course, we give them the price and they've said yes in the same fervor and speed and given <laughs> us their credit card as it used to be before. Um, so that leads us to believe that the amount of QuickBooks desktop experts is going down, mm-hmm. which is not, it's not, I mean, it shouldn't, shouldn't come as a surprise. There's just a lot of more mental gymnastics you have to make as a human being <laughs> to like keep track of like what QuickBooks desktop does versus online. Um, and also, you know, account, sort of accountants doing accounting services it's kind of an unpleasant experience to be working with QuickBooks desktop, like moving a QuickBooks file back and forth, being restricted to a single user, even if you use great apps like QBox, but being, being restricted to not being able to do this in multi-user mode, or having to log out, the whole single user versus multi-user, only having one admin, and if the admin forgets the password, it, it's this whole drama. QuickBooks desktop is inherently difficult to work with in a collaborative scenario, especially if you work 
uh, remote. So I, I totally understand how accountants made the full shift to working with QuickBooks Online when they're collaborating with clients. A lot of accounting firms still use QuickBooks Desktop when they keep all the books in-house, when it's all right up, when they don't have to like share it with a customer other than emailing them a bunch of reports. They still use QuickBooks Desktop for that. But in this specific micro niche, which is QuickBooks Desktop collaborating with live users that are managing inventory in QuickBooks Enterprise, and they need an accountant, a professional to go sort of log in in the back end and help them close the loop and all these open things, that type of consultant, there's not that many of them left. Right. So we have three in our firm, including myself. And like I said, we increased the price and like Nobody customers blind. didn't bat an eye. So Yeah, it was one of the reasons why we decided to go ahead and republish this book because we figure if all the other books are going off the market, then maybe we'll be one of the last books standing. For sure. I'll be, I'll be recommending your book for sure. So that's it for this episode of uh, the unofficial QuickBooks Accountants podcast. We'll see you in the next one. Bye, Alicia. See you in the next one, Hector. This podcast is independently operated and is not affiliated with or endorsed by QuickBooks or Intuit, Inc., any reference to Intuit and QuickBooks products are made solely for the purpose of discussing the topics related to the company and its software.